0: Welcome to the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations podcast, Staying Close from Afar, Advice for Staying Connected in a Virtual World. I'm Melody Rawlings, and today we are joined by Dr. Kim Janssen, President and CEO of Jansen Associates. Welcome, Kim, and thank you for taking the time to come and chat with us about ways to stay connected in a virtual world.
1: Oh, you're so welcome, Melody, and thanks for having me. It's uh It's just a great use of time and something I love to talk about. So I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Great. So in the past few episodes, we've talked about tracking, organizing, and maintaining data for business and organizations who are operating remotely or entirely virtual. In this episode, we're going to shift gears to discuss ways we can stay connected in the virtual world. So this is a timely discussion, and, and I'm so glad that you're here to have it with us today. So Kim, I know that you have over 20 years uh, plus years of experience in helping individuals, teams, and organizations across the globe achieve success. So I'm excited to hear your perspective on what leaders can do to keep virtual employees connected. So to get us started, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and Janssen Associates.
1: Absolutely. So I feel like this shift in the world where so many of us are working virtually has been something that I've been doing for, you know, the last 20 plus years because I've worked on the ground in about 40 countries and I'm always someplace where I- I'm not. <laughs> so if I'm working with this <laughs> in France, then I'm not physically in doing work in, Indonesia with you know with a with another CEO and that remains true. And so I feel like this is a mindset and a way of working that I have embraced for a long time. And I feel like I have made a big commitment to demonstrating some role model leadership on how to have a presence in a way that does not make anybody feel like they're missing because I'm not physically in front of them. So it's, uh, this is work and approach that I believe in wholeheartedly, and I have tried to uh, mirror for years and years. Jansen Associates is just the coolest place to be. <laughs> I have the pleasure of helping people unleash their potential. That's really the wrapper on so much of what we do. We do that at the individual level, so we coach a lot of CEOs and leaders around the world. I have the pleasure of working with teams to help them be even better or achieve higher levels of success. Um, I also work with organizations and it can be large, small, public, private, nonprofit, and the work varies. So it can be on the front end and helping to create a strategic plan, it can be in the middle around how to be operationally effective or sometimes we'll take over a piece of the business and fix it and stand it up. And it's a lot on the people. So it can be uh, executive assessment or uh, cultural indexes. It can be employee engagement surveys, needs assessments. But you know we think about it in the way of how organizations operate. Our focus is really on the three components that I think a CEO should own, which is the strategic planning process and where are we going? And then the operating plan, how are we doing? How are we, are we going to execute against that? And then mapping the talent plan right behind that. And I think Janssen Associates has done both a great job and is very honored to work with a lot of companies to help them be better uh, at the individual or at the collective level. And, and it's just, uh, you know, I say it's the best place because, I just love what I do. I wish I wish I didn't have to sleep because it's such an honor with such great to work with such great people.
0: Oh, that's awesome. What great experience and what broad experience. I mean, in 40 countries, oh, the stories you could tell, I'm sure. So great cultural experience. Um, So you you touched on the human connection. Uh, It's so important. And there have been studies. Of course, which have told us that how easy it is for virtual employees to feel isolated, disconnected, and and even left out. I often see articles about the role of virtual presence in building and maintaining relationships. So, what do you see as the connection between communication and presence in the virtual setting?
1: Yeah, I think it starts with presence. So, so what is presence? Presence to me is orchestrating yourself in a way that you can present the most powerful and impactful version of yourself. And that can be in person or certainly virtual. And so it's a mindset. It's a a commitment to both yourself and how you think about yourself and then a commitment to how you're going to show up to others. And so if you just break that down a little bit, It takes elements of being confident in yourself, uh, being comfortable within yourself, and then being able to be comfortable with others so you can reach them where they are. It is about intentionality. So conversely, it's also about things such as uh, emotional regulation. Because if you think about creating an experience, and I think that's what presence is, it's applying that intentionality with whomever you're connecting with in whatever, whatever medium. The challenge in a virtual environment is you don't always get the nonverbal help or hindrance if you're not doing it well, but help to help accentuate or extend the messages and the experience you're trying to create. So it's even more important to emphasize the articulation piece. So, you know, email has to be a little, little bit more intentional. We can be casual there. Your uh, connectivity on the phone, listening really well, of course, becomes an ins- even more essential skill because you're not able to read people physically. So you need to read them verbally. And I'm actually thinking that that's actually going to be a book soon that I, that I work on because a lot of people are not having as much success conveying and reading people, conveying what they want and reading people because they don't know how to read people on the phone. The more you do, of course, uh, through Zoom and any of those mediums that allow you facial interaction, it, allow, it, it, it accentuates uh, what you're trying to achieve and it also helps accelerate your success. But the, to start, you know, it takes a step back and has you say, okay, this idea of presence, who am I? How do I want to show up? And then how do I take those values and intentionality and translate them to behaviors? And then let me isolate that and punch that up even more based on some of the constraints that exist in in, uh, uh, working virtually.
0: So I'm hearing you use the word intentionality uh, as you speak of these different areas. And, um, you know, as we think about a physical setting, you know, a leader can be visually present in a physical setting, and, and that seems um, makes them seem easier to approach, whether, whether it's in their office, a break room, or even the hallway. But in a virtual setting, it can seem more challenging to connect with the leader and even other coworkers. So what are your thoughts about the role of the leader in promoting connections between themselves and their team, and also among, among team members or among employees?
1: So I think the role of the leader has a big facilitation component to it. I, as a leader, am not hired to do a job. I am hired to enable the success of others doing their job. And so that means I need to make sure that I'm helping people be their best version of themselves, but I'm also helping them get to outcomes. And a lot of times that requires working interactively with others. It sometimes requires collaboration and things of that nature. So if I go back to the fundamental elements, regardless of the venue or the medium of how we connect, if I think about the fundamental elements of my responsibility as a leader, it's making sure that the culture is clear. And the way I think about culture is culture is a set of shared beliefs. You know, My beliefs drive my behaviors. Shared beliefs is what creates culture. And so we've got to make sure that those are very clear and we hold each other accountable for those. I also think that it's a matter of providing good coaching and feedback. People need to have that context. We have to ongoingly commit ourselves to getting better because the market changes, people change, the business change, our customers change. So we've got to have that learning agility. How can we do that by recreating the perspective just within our own frame of reference? That's really hard. So as a manager and a leader, it's incumbent upon me to help people really get the most out of all of their interactions and to provide good feedback. Hey, that was awesome. Do it again. Or maybe a little bit more to the left this time. Or try this as you you, you go back at this in terms of a strategy. And so I think the expectation setting is uh, a big part of how managers can, can do that with employees and then connect employees in that way. For example, and it's you know this is no different than the physical work and work environment. but as you work on this project ABC, I want to make sure that you have the perspective of this person here, this person here, this person here if you need me to open doors, or if you need me to front that with an ask of them, I'm happy to do that. Those are all facilitation elements, but you start with setting the expectations. And at the, you know, the tail end of this is making sure that you celebrate together. You know, this is how you realize your culture, how you achieve great results, but how you also foster some of that belonging. And I think that It's easy for managers to fall back and become more task oriented when they're working virtually, quite frankly. You know, we're a little isolated. It's easy to fall into that trap. But I think leaders need to think about their role as leaders, just like they would if people were in front of them and work to foster that high performance individually and then that team engagement and collective high performance uh, as people work together.
0: Yeah, a really interesting uh, conversation and and you know I, we know as many organizations have had to shift their employees to a virtual workplace because of covid and quarantine. You know, I've been hearing and reading about the you know challenges they encountered in keeping everyone connected and I know that you have touched on some challenges already, but what do you see as the major challenges of maintaining presence and and staying connected in the virtual environment?
1: Now, I I have a number of them that I have come across over the years in terms of them being either derailers or roadblocks for folks. And as you mentioned, I did cite a couple already. So it's easy to not set good expectations, but it's one of the biggest differentiators of success. If we get in the car and don't have a destination, then we can't fuss about where someone takes us. So setting that clear expectation. I also find a, a, a potential derailer is we don't tell people the why. We don't give them context. And that occurs actually in the regular workplace. And one of the uh, top reasons why people leave organizations is they don't know how they're contributing to the big picture. Those employee engagement questions that says, that ask rather, do you know how you're contributing to the bigger picture often causes consternation for people because as they think about it, they don't know. And it often is one of the lower scoring items. And so the opportunity is to make sure as a leader, you don't just get transactional. You don't just stay at the task level, but you help people continue to uh, get a sense of that bigger picture. A couple of other challenges that, are, uh, really slowing people down from being successful is there's a lot more, uh, challenge in terms of managing distractions. We trap people in, in buildings and capture much of their attention when they're in a physical place, but life has a way of coming in a little bit more when you work virtually. So helping people develop good habits around that is a challenge. The, uh, challenge of communicating. Everyone here will attest to being in a conversation and walking away with a different viewpoint of that. And when you have the physical presence to help carry the conversation, the likelihood of that is diminished. So conversely, if you don't have that, you have more chances for disconnects. That's particularly true for email. I have a rule with anybody on my team Uh, in terms of if you go more than two times in an exchange and it's still unclear, pick up the phone and communicate that way because otherwise much of this gets perpetuated. The other piece about the communication that is a challenge is many people rely on their intuition to smell things, to feel things and and if it doesn't write, you may find more courage when you're face to face to say something like, are you okay? I find that people are, are a little bit more reticent to ask those questions or act on hunches in those ways. And I say it's even more important to do that. The worst is you can be wrong and and you express interest in somebody in a way that's concern and it's not true. That's a good risk to me. So I often coach folks to say, if you feel it somewhere in your body, then ask about it. Hey, are you okay? It could be me, but your tone of voice seems a little bit off uh, in this call. Is everything okay with you? Often that can lead to opportunities. So that's a challenge, but all of these challenges absolutely have uh, competing strategies to help you be more effective we've just got to punch up our skills a little bit more in some areas to do that.
0: You've raised so many great points in that. And uh, I I like the fact that you brought up just hopping on the phone sometimes for clarification is, is so important. I know I do this with students a lot and sometimes it's just easier, not only easier, but it just provides more clarity by just hopping on the phone. And um, so that's a great point. And then uh, just the disruptions that you mentioned and, you know, so for so Many of us working from home, you know, brings its own challenges, you know, for staying focused through, uh, through interruptions from others in the home and even our pets, as you and I've talked about, Kim, um, this morning. So because of this, you know, many organizations have established rules uh, for when employees uh, should be available during the workday and also for virtual meetings. So what are some best practices you can share with us for, um, for uh, overcoming these types of challenges?
1: There's a number of humility and it depends on who your constituent is in in some ways. So sometimes it is even better to have background and hearing the pets because it, it makes you a little bit more real. So of course, not anything that's so disruptive or distracting, but on team calls, a lot of times... You know sometimes the babies come onto the call, or the kids playing the piano in the background and so no no audience because if it's a if it's a team version that's a very subtle way to keep making each other human and relatable, and that's an important component of uh staying connected and so I really think about who is in front of me or what their expectations are, where do they develop their comfort zone? As you mentioned, the, the pet piece, for example, I, I just live in a circus <laughs> and I, I don't have nearly enough animals. And, and, and people would say I already have too many. And so if I'm dealing with a more serious minded CEO, well, everyone's barricaded well out of my office and I'm mindful of that. But like I said, with working with my team, they're happy to see Huey Kitty show up as she comes up and sits in front and and they see her on the camera. So that's a piece of it. And and I think that's true for how you manage, you know, where you can bring more of your life into it. This is also another uh, recommendation in terms of a best practice. Small talk matters. We often jump into things a little bit more it quickly and work through things a little bit more efficiently when we're online. But the relationships are often built in the middle of converse, uh, the, the middle ground of conversations. So small talk, some fun, virtual icebreakers, um, sensing uh, how are you doing? We often do things like star of the day. Who, who, who should have star of the day today? What what's something you did that was awesome or you feel good about that we should tell the team? Also, just where you would make a joke in a public in a in a regular setting, figure out ways to do that. And a lot of times, I will drop something into an email, and my team will will, will just go crazy on it. So it may be a subject line that just says. Remember that time we were in Indonesia and uh, Joyce was in her nightgown and got locked out of her hotel room in, with her remote and bag of M&Ms? <laughs> and, and from there, the place goes wild, you know? And we pile on and it goes on for a few minutes. And the uh, the laughter and the, the break works. But you have to make those things happen. I think you have to be... Uh, uh, very conscious of that and work work to be committed to keeping that culture and that team connectedness first and foremost some other best practices establish good routines good establish good habits so you mentioned one which is please be available through these times um, another is please hold this meeting to be sacred on your calendar and make sure that our staff meeting or or uh, business meeting is a thing that has big presence for you. Another best practice is to make sure that occasionally you define what occasionally means, but it's face-to-face, meaning even if it's a Zoom call. So be careful of letting everything sit on phone calls. That is, uh, that's an that's a easy way to slide in. The other is, what do you do in the workplace? You do things like round bag lunches, how can you mirror that and bring that learning or opportunity for people to have a mini, mini Ted talk? How do you bring that into the work workplace? And then the other uh, best practice is don't allow collaboration not to happen because you're not sitting next to the person. After you practice a couple of times, you a hundred percent can collaborate virtually. I just had a you know four hour meeting with a CEO on Sunday with his head of HR and we are public company. We're uh, looking to do a a spinoff and we absolutely worked as if it was uh, a a round table and we're working together. And this is someone who is, uh, you know, has been in the workforce for decades, maybe low on, on technology, but even with all of those constraints, We've done it enough that it's old hat. So don't let any of these pieces be, be barriers for you to do the things that work, such as collaboration. And then the last thing I will uh, mention is when you set expectations, make sure you set good measures because you will make sure that you get what you expect if you have good measures and you can help understand where people are, uh, whether they're being successful or not successful. Those are such
0: great recommendations and advice, Kim. Um, thank you so much. Uh, we, are, we, sh- we just appreciate all the great information that you've shared with us. Uh, are there any additional final thoughts uh, you would like to share relating to staying connected and presence?
1: Yeah, thanks for that positive feedback. A, a couple of final thoughts. I think you have to measure how you're staying connected, and just like you would in other ways. But I would ask at the end of meetings, I would use employee engagement surveys, and maybe you shorten them and make them more frequent and make them pulse surveys. I would pull on the string of what I mentioned in the last question, set expectations, but, but measure outputs. And that allows you to track the degree of engagement, the work product, things of that nature. So figure out how you would measure success in a traditional environment, and then convert that to how you can measure success in this virtual environment. And at the end of the day, it's just about having fun. So I am, you know, eat nails to breakfast, want to accomplish a lot of things. But if we're not falling off our chair, laughing our heads off in between, then everything else becomes more difficult. So I think bringing some of that into your virtual world is, is absolutely a job requirement.
0: I love that. Who doesn't like to have fun, right? So we we might as well try to have all the fun that we can while we're getting the job done. Kim, thanks so much for joining us in the support of the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations at North Central University. We truly appreciate your insights and know that our listeners will benefit from your experience and expertise.
1: Such a pleasure, thank you so much for the opportunity.